on the show which is cam from uh, disfiguring the goddess and big chocolate um, hell yeah it's gonna be the first guest yeah it's it's tight um, glad to have you here and Happy then uh here. the <laughs> last the last bit of new or the last bit of fucking uh introductory shit is just thanks to white claw and liquid death for the sponsorship not a sponsor you know we appreciate you not caring about us but you know we still say you do um yeah i I appreciate my sponsor too, uh, Topo Chico. Please get in contact with me so you can start paying me and sending me flats of Topo Chico. There it is. You um, should get on the Lime, the Lime Topo Chico game. I think, I think you're running low over there, man. It's big flavor. <laughs> really? No, I got, I got a bunch. No, no, <laughs> no. You're... You have any Topo Chico? <laughs> I, think you, I think you're running. No, no, you don't. Show oh my God. I just don't grab two running. more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, got, I got a lot of these. I, these are just for this interview. But there it is. What you fellas doing? I got cases. Got cases. She's in a small warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You hear this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I turned it all dark and moody. That's just a podcast. Nice. Podcast. Um, just get together. There. Yeah. The um, music hall. I'm yeah, happy to be here. We're uh... very cool, especially on today. You know, I love. uh Release days are always kind of fun and special. It's kind of like a birthday. It feels a lot like a birthday. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like bad birthdays, but like I've had releases where I just feel shitty like all day. Mm-hmm. And like it's just like it, that's just how like a bad birthday feels. It's just like I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't want to have a party or anything. <laughs> where like then some days you have a birthday and you're just like, yeah, it's a great day, you know? Well, so Absolutely. you and I, you and I talked about that a little bit a few days ago, um, and I guess that's a good introductory point to talking about Soothe, because um, we are going to do a bit of a review and a bit of a interview, but we're kind of just going to blend it all together in here. Um, so the first thing I, I asked you a couple of days ago was like saying that I'm assuming you're pr- feeling pretty good about today. Um, yeah. How how are you feeling yeah. about Soothe in general and like? just overall like how how how's the reception been that kind of thing has it been good yeah i feel great i mean it's interesting um just because like coming off of not really being consistent for a long time like 2013 i had the the double album come out at the end of the year and that that really like was a big impact and it i you know created a wave for like like all 2014, like those two albums were popping off and gaining momentum. 
And then in 15, I actually wrote, well, actually, I, I kind of like went through some personal things and like I moved into isolation. And that's like the real like demise of uh, the consistency is uh, isolation. So I went into isolation, got split with my management and everybody. And I, I, I still wrote music. Like I wrote this figuring a, a pretty sweet album. Um, and yeah, I just like didn't release it, just sat on it. And then 2000, a couple of years went by. And in 2017, I wrote a song from Caterpillar. Let me find out what song it is. It's like the best, best one on the, the album by far. Um, you got favorites? Let's, yeah, let's see if we all agree on the favorites. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to meet us? That, that song. I, I knew that's what it was. That's yeah. So I, I wrote that song like into a one go, and I was living in an apartment in LA, and like I finished it, flushed it, like the whole process felt like natural and like, yeah. And I was all about like the vibe of the recording and everything. And like I went to go do the vocals, and I'm like, let's bust all this out right now. And then I heard like my roommates who were like a couple girls like talking about some reality TV show through the walls. And I was just like, this is not, this is not the place to get into this. Yeah. So I actually got out of that whole situation pretty quickly after that and moved back to Nevada. And um, I think I started, I wrote some things, like I wrote kind of like the end of the album and like the bonus tracks on the vinyl. And then, you know, uh, I re- started renting my parents' house with my best friend from Nevada who was living in L.A. for 10 years prior. So he moved up from L.A. to live in this house in Minden. And at a certain... Yeah, I just, like, kind of... Well, at one point... Because the whole isolation thing really fucked me up. And, like, I kind of have a bunch of, like... I think feelings and reasons for why the isolation took place and why it lasted as long as it did. And, uh, you know, like a lot of things in life, it's like, it's not just like one thing. It's kind of like a whole compassing of like who you are and what you're doing and stuff. Like really, um, it's, it's, I like to call it like five dimensional because I think like mind, body and soul are just three of those dimensions. And you kind of need like other things on top of that to like really be like, crushing it in life and and when you get to that point it's really like a groove and a dance but just like it is for everybody on earth it's like everything's a a daily challenge to like be better than your expectations of of who you are and what you think your potential is but like one of the ways you get really big on that is like exceeding your perception of what your potential is like it's like it's yeah all minds that down Sure. It's yeah. all mindset. Like, you know, thinking one way is like thinking one way, but you can, if you think big, it's like that's how you do big shit, you know? Yeah. So it's like always kind of like think bigger than you actually want to do, and you can – it gets crazy, but you can't do that if you don't have like certain things accounted for, you know? I think Ten minutes first- into this podcast, I already feel better about my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Super that's inspirational. Good. <laughs> that's one of the things that really gets me going is like connecting and uh spreading positivity and you know kind of like i want to say love but that sounds so hippy dippy but i think just like you know mm-hmm. spreading like just like good stuff and like kind of like helping people out genuinely that's where the love comes from is like when i help people out 
and like try to talk to people about like how to like maximize their potential it's like i'm really like just showing them love and it, that, it to me that just means it's genuine mm-hmm. i'm not like trying to like eh, just do this you know because you know i really have like a genuine passion for like connecting and communicating especially about like positivity you know i just I, i'm about that energy of like you know that's like the pr- pretty much the only way i ever think like i'm just like you know optimism is just like basically encapsulates encapsulates my mind and like this year specifically i've like really maximized on my positivity and my optimism um, and it need to be so <laughs> and so yeah that- yeah yeah and everyone likes to say that about uh this year it's like the big joke of like you know, uh, fuck this year. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't make any excuses for anything. So it's like, you know, I'm just like, that's not going to be my attitude this year. Like, this is going to be like the best year of my life. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's been one of the best years of my life. Like, straight up, hands down. Like, I've just like really turned a lot of corners that I've been like chasing for in the past few years of like getting those first three Ds down: the mind, body, and soul. I mean, like I said, all this is a daily challenge. Like, you know, no one ha- no one like makes it and then you're good. It's like right. to make it, you have to make it every day, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like part of the human existence, you know? That's like part of like what this is all about. It's like, you know, every single person is faced with like these – you can't even – you can't even like fathom the challenges other people are going through because like think about yourself like think about how complicated just you know your whole existence is of like you know your your inner voice your ego like the the whole way of like how you communicate with yourself like think about how complicated that is and then just think about how that's literally everyone else's life too and like it's just it's crazy that like you know people act like it's so simple i mean like the the, having a positive mindset i think is simple but like you know acting like everything isn't a daily challenge and that like life is easy is like silly to me it's like yeah you can definitely like get on the 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 slope of momentum and start crushing it in life and like you have this like attitude where it's just like let's 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 do it but like that whole like let's do it thing is like you're literally like bashing adversity Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, you know, let's, let's cut this tree down. You know what I mean? Let's, let's cross this river. Like that, you know, certain people would like come to the river and be like, damn, there's a river in front of us. But some people it's like, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get across. So it's like, it's the same shit for everybody. It's like really about, you know, acknowledging that you have to do what you have to do and that it just can, you know, it is what it is. You can kind of make the best of it up in your mind you can literally have the worst day of your life every day or you can have the best day of your life every day and uh that's you know that's true of the throughout human history like there's been so many stories of people in like just the worst unimaginable conditions that still like hold on to just like this like this like type of hope you know and i just think it's so ingrained in who we are as as humans it's an instinct right it is, you know, and I, you know, that's, that's, why we're, that's why we're still around today. And that's why yeah. we have everything we have. It's just because, like, we've been just constantly building and building on it. But without getting too deep into any of that, kind of back to uh, the progression. 
Um, I'm out here just about to. So how did that make the album? (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to. I'm sitting here about to cry, like feeling like, damn, I got, I got new. Starting out the podcast lighthearted, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna mess around. That's what's up. I, I, I I do this. You know, this is this is what I'm about. Hell yeah. But uh, you know, I was about this early on. Like I was quickly like when I came into my own as a young man, like. A teenager like one of the things that was inherent about me is I was very positive and I had like a um, kind of an infectious friendly energy about that and I would apply it selectively to things that perked my interest and people was one of those things but it wasn't like a social clout thing like I in high school I was really really popular but I never like went to parties. I never like hung out with people at lunch. I never did anything after school, like extracurriculum wise. But like when you, when I was in like the school hours, I was like super easygoing and friends with everybody, really outgoing socially. Like I was friends with everybody. I, I won homecoming king, but like this is a good example. <laughs> like, I won homecoming king, but I didn't go to the dance. <laughs> you know? so, so that's like me in a nutshell. So, you know, in my early days of like, like making music and putting it, contributing music, both on YouTube and like iTunes and on uh, YouTube in terms of like the vocal videos and Cam Every Day and like kind of the early tours I was doing, like Warp Tour and whatnot, like I was, had a really infectious, positive um, outlook and not just an outlook, but also a way of thinking where like I could, I thought about big things and I had big vision but it was on the same lines of like it wasn't for like any type of like social gain or social clout it was like just genuine and uh, as I kind of got older and whatnot you know you're faced with all kinds of of things that you know in, in modern society it's like there's so many alleviations for like things that are real like one of the things that really dragged me down and, you know, part of this 3D chest is, like, your body is uh, eating. And I, like, never – I would never was a big eater, and I couldn't really figure – like, when I lived on my own, like, I think it's kind of normal for, like, humans to kind of fast. So, like, I was a big – like, I, I didn't eat till like, 4 or 5 in the afternoon a lot. Like, my first roommate was, like, you know, 7, 8 years older than me, maybe 9 years older than me. And she was always, like, you know, bringing food up to my studio. Like you gotta eat, and I'm like, I, I feel good because it was like going, and you know, when you're 21, 22, it's like you can kind of do that, but when you get a little older, it's like you really start paying the price for it. And I just got like, I couldn't figure. I mean, it, it wasn't obvious to me that that was the case because when I did eat, it was like I ate good food. I wasn't like ordering pizza or anything. I was like cooking whatever, but I just wasn't eating enough. And you know, there's like things about um, how to optimize your own diet and. You know, there's there's a way that back to like the alleviation of diet and how like we live in a modern world. It's like you go to the grocery store and there's just so much like advertising for how to eat a certain way. And like the way people make the industries of that make money off of how people eat is really alleviated from like how humans actually have been eating for like the beginning of time. And it's all really modern. And like I just it's hard to learn that stuff because you know, even the past few generations, uh, you know, in the States have gone through different ways of eating, you know, like canned goods, like changed the way Americans ate for, uh, 
you know, a generation and like, you know, like margarine and stuff like that. Those are like generational updates to like the, how humans are eating, but it's, you know, it's a kind of a commercial, like you're feeding a big population of people in like kind of this like commercial consumer way. And it just, it, a lot of it does obviously does not have uh, people's best interest at heart. It's like, as long as people are eating, that's fine. But like, you know, it's just, that's a whole nother thing. But essentially I just was like, I, I had to learn about how to optimize my physical health and eating, doing that through eating was like huge. And, uh, you know, I just got down this big rabbit hole of like how, how I should be eating and stuff. And it, it was working out for me. Like I, I was making progress every day, every day I felt better. So there was a minute where all I did was focused on eating all day long and writing death metal for disfiguring the goddess. And that was like that <laughs> caterpillar al album. Like lyrically that album is like the longest album ever. Like I think the best part of that album is the lyrics. Like they're just like the songs get so long and like there's they're just like the yeah. lyrics on that album are fucking dope. So I was like really in like this like weird place where it was like it was freezing, it was winter in Nevada and I was like eating like just like farm animals basically like i was like drinking a lot of milk eating a lot of eggs and uh eating steaks and like eating liver and stuff and like sitting out in the sun and getting like sun all the time for vitamin d and then just like making death metal and like i just was in this like this this zone it was super isolated though like i had no connection or care about anything i just was doing my thing and um so you know kind of that was a uh, definitely a vibe when that when that album was being made it was like you know it was pretty personal in some ways but i just i pushed through and then like there was a there's a big post section of that album where like as soon as i s almost finished it i started doing another album that was like i mean i don't even know if this album will come out but it it was with another vocalist and it was with the original vocalist of disfiguring the goddess and we just started making music together and it was kind of like the barrier, the bridge between Caterpillar and Sued because like the way that album ended was basically like how Sued sounds, not tonally, but the vibe of like the structuring of the, of the songs and the usage of samples was yeah. like how the end of that album was. Definitely. And, there was like that introduction to that kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the beginning of that album with my, I think we were calling it Age of the Seraphim. I still have it on my computer, but it's like mix-wise, it's kind of a nightmare, and I don't really like to spend too much time with that shit because I just feel like it sucks. Like, if you spend too much time mixing stuff and trying to make things sound good, it just is like mixing sounds worse and it's a waste of time. So, like, I've jacked up that album like a bunch of times, so I'm actually kind of fearful that it will ever sound good. Maybe, but I don't know. It's not really a priority. But, uh, yeah, so... I did like three albums at the same time, but they all kind of linked. And I mixed Caterpillar like over too long of a, Caterpillar is a perfect example of like overworking something. Like it just is like, there is a definitely a vision and a vibe for it. And I just got overworked. And I think that overworkedness really overshadows like, you know, the vibe because the vibe is a delicate thing to like to do. And that's why I think doing things fast is always going to be best because you just you have this like energy and flow state where like the magic happens when you're in it and if you 
if you leave that spot and try to do too much to like, you know, expand or improve on that, you're, you're literally just ruining it. So it's like, if it's not amazing or you didn't get to like run the whole race with that, you know, mojo when you're running it, it's like, just give it a rest. So, you know, it's a good learning process for sure. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I finished it, got it out. So I'm, yeah. I'm stoked on that. But I'll tell you what, like, I don't know when that album came out, like December 18th or 12th, yeah. sometime last year. I That was not a good birthday. I, I, was not, that was a good birthday. I knew that one was going to feel weird, and it did. And it, I, I, I'm actually a little surprised it's still – I saw a lot of mentions of it today, which makes sense. But I'm like, man, I'm going to have to put out a couple more albums before people really – get the fuck over it but i get it like <laughs> you know, the, the catalog of disfiguring is cool and you know i have i think people really like we're like yeah you know cameron's legit he'll make good music like i love this i can get behind this guy and uh you know you you, you definitely can because i have a lot to to give going on out but i get how i like i didn't like carry that volley of like i kind of like let the ball drop when the ball was like everyone was like yeah and i just kind of like <laughs> unplugged the music for a minute so I, I get how that's a you know definitely a foul but you know i always I, kind of just assumed that like you were getting tired of the sound and like you wanted to just like kind of explore your own thing so i was just like yeah well maybe he'll never come back to it maybe he will and it was like it was like a really pleasant surprise when you did um yeah when i did when i did what caterpillar and like oh, yeah, now yeah, yeah. music you know and so like that was like one of the things I wanted to like kind of ask you about was like, how was your, like, did you actually write that chronologically? Like how you released it? The Caterpillar, you said everything was kind of like one big, like writing session. Yeah. Was I mean, the, was it kind of like chronologically how you released it too? Not really. Like I said, I started it in 2017 and finished it in the beginning of 2019 and then released it at the end of 2019. But I've done that, like, Deprive, I wrote, like, yeah. a year before I finished it. I wrote it instrumentally and then, like, did the vocals and post-production and then released it. But right after I finished, the Black Earth Child, I think, was the only album that, like, I had, like, a specific period of time and, like, did it all right then and got it out. Usually, they I had, like, a press out. release and everything, yeah. Yeah, like, even now I have, like, like, the next album is... The next album is the album from 2015. It's really fucking good. It's like, when you guys hear it, it'll sound like more of a follow-up to Black Earth Child than like hmm. any of the other things I've done lately. And uh, it, But it, it's like, the way I'm coming back to it, I think it'll like fit in the, chron like it'll be like, it'll come out next year, but it'll be like chronologically in its, in its place, I think for a reason. And it's just like getting that, getting that going and I have like some pre-production for like the follow-up to you know wherever I'm at right now like a new album I have some pre-production for that and I, I really I mean I wish I had more but there's just been so much going on and I kind of like to be in like this like an excited motivated state to do disfiguring because like we're talking about like with you know having that like magical moment where like you're just super focused and everything it's like I like to bust it out quickly. So it's like, if I, if I feel like I'm not going to get into it for like, if I'm not going to spend the next two weeks, like all in, I probably will, uh, you know, hold off. But I have like, 
I kind of like saw a little bit into like that album or, you know, I'm like, all right, like that, that's in there. So I, you know, I think that the future of the, the, the project will be, uh, it'll, it, it'll be like in lines, I think of like the, the actual fruition that I think people anticipate. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that's about the project is it's really hard to anticipate, like, you know, kind of being experimental with it is, I really feel like is the nature of the beast. Like, I think it's funny when people are like, ah, oh, this is not this. It's like, well, every album is like, like I have like a kind of a totally different mindset and goal and like kind of a vibe I'm, I'm running with, which you eat with each album. Uh, but I, I did acknowledge, I did Caterpillar and Sued and Ableton. And I did acknowledge that uh, Logic Pro really kind of complements my workflow. So I kind of look at Logic Pro as like, or the DAW as like a different instrument. So I think going back to Logic Pro. For the You've been using that for a long time, haven't you? Yeah. There's just like little things in it that I, I, I can't really, I can't get the same like flow state or like writing process with like Ableton yeah. or Pro Tools or Cubase. I've tried to write disfiguring in all those DAWs in the past few years. And it's just like, I'll write cool stuff, but it's not like, it's, like I'm saying, it's like this flow state and this like workflow is not going to keep up for an entire album Yeah. where logic it's like, like I made a song this year in logic and I was like, yeah, I'm never, I'm, I'm never not <laughs> going to use logic. Figuring. I mean, I have a PC now, so that's like kind of why I started using Ableton, and I use Ableton with uh, electronic production now. Try FL Studio. Yeah, really Don't well. sleep on FL Studio. Yeah, R it's actually pretty. FL Studio. It's pretty FL sick. Cool. I still use it. Yeah, no, a lot of producers use FL Studio. It's it's a huge production thing. See, that's the thing. It's like it is a DAW, but it's more so a producing program where like. You know, Logic, yeah. you can record. And yeah, it's definitely more recording albums. friendly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone who makes shit in Fruity Loops, like, all, like the, like, the rap world where they make, like, tons of beats all in Fruity Loops, they're all mixing it down in Pro Tools. And they're not mm -hmm. mixing it down. The people who made the beat, like, you know, they send, send it, it off. to an yeah. and put it in Pro Tools. So yeah, it's absolutely. like, they're doing all the engineering and, like, you know, another, an engineering-driven DAW. So Logic is just the perfect blend of like, it has all the engineering aspects that I, I crave when I write metal, but it has all like these like fun production yeah. tools that I crave for creativity. But it has, it has to be at the same time. Like I do it all simultaneously. If I have mm -hmm. to do things in these like layers or different periods or different programs, it's like it's not going to get the same thing. It's just like, you know, if you're making a, a song, or or whatever, and your project crashes and you lose everything you mm -hmm. did. It's like you're never ever ever gonna remake it. You just did. That's like oh, that moment. Never get the momentum back at all. Yeah, How do you, like, you lost get your. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just wanted. I mean, uh, I wanted to bring up back to what you said earlier a little bit ago about um. The thing you said that stuck out most was how, um when people try to pin disfiguring as like this or that and we actually had talked about it right before you came in and that kind of segues into a bit of talking about soothe as like a review per se but like Bijan, i know you said that pretty heavily with how like this doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a disfiguring album 
in the same way that like um sleeper felt like sleeper felt very slammy very just old school death metal slam type shit and then we were talking about how um that kind of like the vibe you're going with now with soothe kind of started peeking its head in during like deprived black earth child but then really came to fruition in caterpillar and then really like showed up this like it's not even a slam album it's not even a like we were trying to pin it as what it is it's not it's not any genre like soothe is so like unique in that aspect and Bijan, you had something about like just the the transition of everything you were talking about yeah it, it's like, like to me the album just like it, it flows extremely perfect so like you, you put it on and then it, like from start to finish it kind of like you get this like nice whole like picture of everything and it just it, it's like a story like every single thing but also like it has this weird like production like element too where it's like you're kind of getting thrown into like a wood chipper but like also a tornado is happening at the same time as well um yeah. there's so many so many layers that are just like bouncing around and like the first time that I actually listened to the album um I was in a car and I was just like what the fuck is going on yeah. <laughs> like everything was just bouncing everywhere and then um like as I like started listening to it like through headphones, I was like, "All right, I get a lot more of what's going on now." But it was yeah. really good. Thanks. I think the album has some really excellent points of continuity to it. I think the fact that it's so short really helps it out because you can listen to it multiple times quicker. Mm-hmm. And like. I- when you were saying that, I was like taking a minute and thinking about, man, I wish I could hear it for the first time because like, I, you know, I have a different perspective on it kind of pushing it along from the beginning. And I, and I know it like really went into like the workflow of it and it was very simple and very quick. Like I had days where I wrote like two, two or three songs at once. You know, I think I wrote the whole thing in like maybe like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I just, like, was going at it. Like, I, I was coming off from the, I, I call it Age of the Seraphim, the project I was doing with uh, the original vocalist. I think people, I see this their name thrown around a bit. There's a band called I Built the Cross, and I, I see them get thrown around on, like, the Facebook group a bit. It was, like, an affiliated group. Or I think I saw them on Reddit today, because I was like, is there people posting this on Reddit? And mm-hmm. uh, people were posting it on Reddit, and I was pleased to see but um i just i think it's interesting that like people know that tie but there's two guys in that group that were like the original members of disfiguring the goddess with me and another person and uh they split off and did i built the cross but me i I didn't do vocals originally i just was playing guitar and the vocalist was was one of the guys who split and uh we're really good friends uh shout out garrett garrett mcgeehan and uh, I remember calling him when I was in Nevada, and I was like, we should make music. Like, you should just come down, and we should just, like, make shit. And it was, like, the workflow for that was he'd come down. I would just start writing the music, like, you know, drums, guitar at the same time. I had a bass, so I'd play the bass. And he'd write lyrics. 
And then he'd have, when I was finished with the song, and you know, we're we're vibing on it together. And I'm kind of like, I, I write it like, you know, with him in the room. So like his energy is like totally, you know, in the music. Um, even though he's not like on the computer or playing, it's like mm -hmm. I'm like going off like our vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's this thing I like to do a lot with people. But uh, and Garrett, I, I love making music with Garrett. And he would write lyrics, and then when we we're finished, he'd hand me the lyrics, and then I would record all the vocals, and then he would come in and like record over certain parts, and then I would mute my vocals in certain parts. So it was mm -hmm. like a duet. I was like placing it all, and then he would come in and like. I mean, I have him in mind when I'm recording it too. Like he's got a very distinct vocal style. It's like very um, big sounding. Like I, I, to me, it's really brutal because he just sounds like he's yelling really loud, <laughs> and that to me like sounds like someone's trying to like murder me. Like I like there's a maniac <laughs> like just like screaming at me. You know, like to me that's really brutal. Not like some like you know deathcore brutality, but like this is like human. This, this guy's loud you know yeah, yeah. Um, so it, uh, uh, yeah what's the uh, word yeah so word. after after that i went straight into soothe and uh i don't know my mind was just in a really good spot for it but yeah i wish i could hear it for the first time um because like to me it's pretty there's there's a lot of simplicity to it i think when you listen to it more and more that simplicity will like kind of be a bit more in in there but i think the fact that it does flow together so well makes it like this like like what is happening experience mm -hmm. which is cool I mean, that's why I've, I've had a lot of fun today just with like any interactions i've gotten involved with like it's funny you guys like trying to like define it too because like i never really thought about that much not like what is this or like for sure like, you know i wasn't like trying to like not I, like what like if you were to use like a cooking analogy i wasn't like overthinking like the influence of certain ingredients mm -hmm. it was kind of like like oh you like if i was making like a traditional like italian pasta sauce <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't if i wanted to put like you know soy sauce in there i would i wasn't overthinking it i wasn't yeah. like well soy sauce isn't really like italian so i can't really do that you know it's salty I though I would, that was, <laughs> yeah, I was, it is salty. <laughs> well and so we we were talking about that a bit like in the sense of just kind of seeing um, bridges between stuff that you've done over the years, whether it be disfiguring or big chocolate. It's like this, this felt like the biggest um, for me, at least it felt like it was the biggest all encompassing of you. Like soothe felt like you as like both, disfiguring and big chocolate and as just like a person that you've shown yourself to be like through the internet and stuff like soothe just felt like a, a a reflection of you in all ways which was really fucking cool to see yeah i like that i mean to me it's really groovy mm -hmm. like you can kind of like there's like some breakdowns and stuff that have a little bit of silence and like some of the transitions in between tracks are a little like ambient like transitions but for the most part, like when that thing is going, you can just like, oh yeah, just, you can have you can have the same like tempo about your movement and keep it the whole song. Actually, you could probably keep it most of the you album. Can, you I know? can you could, like I, ride things. I yeah. confirm that you can keep it the whole album because today while I was working, I had it on repeat and I just noticed myself for like seven minutes straight in the same fucking just like groove going with the shit. Like, 
And it yeah. like it seems to kind of show up in maybe I'm just hearing this in my head, but like in different parts of the album, like maybe the first couple songs has like a groove that shows up again in like the last couple, like in Flattery. I remember there's like this kind of this kind of bouncy groove that like reminds me of something that you hear early on in the album. And so like it just overall, yeah, it has it. The whole thing has like a really um, concise sound while also like it doesn't limit itself um because you have you have like a a way to kind of get some experimentation out there through like the sampling through the vocal samples and stuff um and yeah like was there like a specific like um i guess we we wanted to talk a little bit about like what maybe there was in terms of concept behind this album because there's there seems to be something kind of deeper going on with like certain samples that get repeated a lot um, or folk like really focused on um, some are a little bit more like hard to make out than others. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And some are like really crystal clear. Exactly. Right. And that's intentional. I assume. Yeah, so yeah. like, uh, I guess talk, talk us through, I guess what, like some of the um, ideas were there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a fan of, like, repetitive things and even just, like, reoccurring things. So, like, when you hear, like, there's just, like, patterns that I like to do with, like, writing music, especially disfiguring, where I'm like, this is, like, a disfiguring pattern. And I'll just, like, reuse that pattern a lot. I mean, I couldn't tell you a specific pattern, but, like, I just know I, if I've done it before and I want to do it again, I don't, like, I don't care, you know? Yeah, right. Not, like, it's not copied but it's the same thing mm-hmm. it's i don't know so some some of those things i feel like are um i mean they're, they're natural inclinations but I, I feel like it's very much like a, a style like i'm like this is like in the style of disfiguring the goddess so i don't i don't overthink that that type of like technical songwriting stuff sure. it, it, I, I am because i'm aware of it but i'm not i'm letting it fly and i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. letting it read for those kind of like the pursuit of like the style and nature of the beast of disfiguring the goddess but the the samples it's interesting because i feel like disfiguring like i've always kind of put my energy or like emotion into metal like i don't know if you guys know this like really og demo shit called um perforate carcass it's like the very first time i did like a solo metal project and there's like a lot of I, I to me I, I can feel the emotion in it because I, I remember like what I was kind of going through at the time not that it was like all that but just like you know like teenage moods or whatever and I remember like making music that like made me feel good and like kind of like even now when I listen to it, it like really takes me back to like that time and um you know I there's a the, Deprive is actually from that album. I re-recorded that track from Perforate Carcass on Deprive and then called the album Deprive. So it's exactly the same song. On the, I think on the YouTube video and on the physical CD, like there's a bonus track at the end of the album that's the OG Deprive. It's kind oh, of fun. sick. Nice. But uh, so I've always tried to like, you know, incorporate myself just kind of naturally, you know. Um, and I feel like as I've gotten older, like disfiguring was kind of more like a sci-fi horror, you know, just like anything cool I was thinking about. I mean, there was like moods I would put into it, but like lyrically it was like kind of like whatever, you know, I mean, I have got like, there's cool lyrics on 
um, all my albums, I feel, but some of them, and it's, it, I like it too, because you can't tell like what I'm really talking about or really going for, but like that, that's kind of nice for me, like artistically to kind of put into it. It's like a weird avant-garde poetry of like, does it make sense? Or like, am, am I, like, I might, I might have like a whole album and one part might be personal and like, you would not know it. And maybe the lyrics, the way they actually read, you would never like tell it was like from that point. Mm-hmm. So I've always enjoyed the the lyrical process, but Caterpillar, I kind of like used it more expressively where I was like really kind of like putting, I mean, I still was writing a lot of like fantasy concepts and things that didn't really make sense that I just thought were cool, but I was like rapping and all this weird other stuff to it. And on uh, Soothe, it was even more so. Like I feel like I was putting a lot into it personally and when I did that I knew that people were going to pick that up and I knew they were going to relate it to their own lives I knew they weren't really going to think about the way I was doing it they weren't thinking about what I was thinking about they might be but like I think if they if it hits them it's going to hit them in their own interpretation and how it like relates to how they feel about certain things and I I, I wanted that like impact and like kind of um way of like thinking about it like you know there's just like random bits and samples that come out so in would you agree which before (laughs) you sent me the fucking like before you sent me anything and i just remember hearing what was it you had um the three songs like you had those three together on your soundcloud right oh yeah 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 that because that was how i always listened to it like I, i i never out the dock because they're right. all they're all one continuous song so yeah. like when i would export it i'd export like a big yeah. bunch of them but i remember i posted in your in your fucking um discord and i was like what are the fucking lyrics to this and like it's the perfect example because before i knew the song was called would you agree all i kept hearing was when she fucked with me and i was like this is fucking like so personal to like what i'm going through and then like the ly- then it came uh, out, and Bijan was like, I remember saying something, he just commented, and he was like, would you fucking agree? And I was like, oh, fuck. That's what the song yeah. is called. That's what the lyrics are. Oh, shit, I heard it the way I wanted to hear it. Like, that's tight, though. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. I've actually d- debated releasing the lyrics to this or not, because they're, like, I like that interpretation, and, like, on would you agree specifically? I think I throw around different variations of things that sound very similar, but like the lyrics I'm actually reading from, I think say, like they'll say different things that will have like a different like tint to it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm saying it differently, huh. but I'm saying different words. And they so are. I've actually debated releasing the lyrics to this at all. It's, it's cool because I picked up on that a little bit for yeah. sure. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I hand wrote it all and I've been, you know, debating because I've written lyrics on the keyboard and it kind of has one workflow, but handwriting has a different, like, I just write differently. And also, like, based off the size of the paper, I'll write a different style mm-hmm. song I like. Um, so I was debating even releasing these lyrics. I probably will because th- they're really cool. But yeah, they're, they come from, like, kind of a, like a deeper personal place. But it's definitely to like I, I know like what I'm feeling and putting into this is like super super relatable, and I know like 
people would like it eat it up like a sad country love song you know what i mean mm-hmm. Sad. Is that why you have like the the samples that are like in the background do the whole like trust me thing or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's cool yeah yeah I, I I dig that uh that those samples what do they say there's trust me there's why um breathe uh, breathe yeah what's what's the one at the yeah. end of the hill yeah what there's that there's like a, a a sort of speech thing at the end of the hill isn't there. Not like I can't remember. I have, I have to listen to it, honestly. There's a, I feel like this suit would make a good YouTube video because it's continuous. Oh, I didn't search. do anything to you. <laughs> I like That's... if I just put suit. It's all like peaceful looking stuff. Yeah. We were wondering about that too. Like the, uh, yeah, I guess the, um, the aesthetic is just so different from like all the, uh, the Toshihiro Egawa stuff and like mm-hmm. um it was super unexpected like when Matt sent me when you had um uh shared the pre-release like I was like does this this is really the cover that's like it's just so different but like you know uh, yeah. I've been through a couple more times and it really it makes it makes sense to like the vibe what the like it just like you said, it kind of leaves things open into interpretation in a way. It's not; it's a little ambiguous, but it's like you see totally. things, the, the colors, the shapes. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I, I feel like the logo. Like I'm so inspired by disfiguring the goddess. Like when I do disfiguring, I'm like really inspired by disfiguring the goddess. It's probably like my biggest inspiration in metal for for making metal is the project itself. I mean, that's kind of why I like having disfiguring the podcast is because I can like play a bunch of metal I'm into and I just kind of like run my mouth on like how I feel about everything. And you know, I'm trying to. I got a lot of music shows to do on that thing so I can get through like a bunch of music and talk about it. Not that I have, like, specific things to say, but you, I think people will just kind of get a feel for, like, where my taste is at. And, like, it's, like, nothing really like disfiguring the goddess. And it's funny because, like, when I do disfiguring, I'm all about it. And the logo, I think, is, like, just breeds creativity for me. And, like, when I, I worked on it with my buddy Omar, who did the, the, the artwork, and, like, originally I was just going to, like, because I was kind of saying, fuck it, like, I'm just going to put the logo on a black background and it'll be like a green logo or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Omar's great at Photoshop and I've worked with him on like a couple little like recreating projects and whatnot with Big Chocolate and stuff. And like we just dis- we had a Discord chat and I was just watching the screen and you know, he just like kept doing crazy shit to the logo and I'm just like, we're both just like, <laughs> this is so sick. And then, you know, the background. It's a forest, like, right? Yeah, originally I wanted like a jungly forest vibe to it, and I was just like kind of put that out there. So we like found an image that it was actually like one of the images that I like had as like a kind of a vibe for inspiration, not just for the music, but like post the music. But like you know, after I did the music, I was like, I kind of want stuff like this. And that's kind of how I'd work with Toshi as well. Is like I would. Um, get like a bunch of pictures that I liked and I was like, you know, like kind of like this, kind of like that. Mm. And then just let him do his thing. And I, I just like always went with whatever he, Oh yeah. Me. He's so sick. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, I would work with him again, but he's very busy 
So yeah, I think, no. uh, yeah, I think I would need to just like pay Put him a lot in your of order money. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, it took him, took him months to do Caterpillar. Like probably like four or five months. Wow. I think that's just because he's uh, busy with his own personal art. He churns stuff time. out like at yeah. a crazy rate on his Instagram. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, his uh, what's his thing right now is that uh, there's like white pencil and black paper. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Dope. So I, I think that's all he wants to do. I, I don't think he's really into like doing death metal art or whatever anymore. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think I I think we'll work together in the long run. I've always kind of like when we talk, I always like tell him like I kind of like view him as like the other member of the band. <laughs> his, his visual. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it great. always fits. So that's well. the look. Like, yeah. Yeah. No logo. Just like this is mm-hmm. this is it. That's why it was so weird seeing the logo even on on the cover for Sue. It was like, I don't think since Circle of Nine you had anything like uh-huh. on the cover saying yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Well, you know, it was also kind of a mindset thing. Like, Sue has just been sitting on my computer for the last few months. And I just was like, you know, wasn't crazy about any artists or anything. And I just was like, screw this like let's just get it done like it doesn't need to be perfect mm-hmm. and just do something get 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 it going and that was like not kidding you like maybe two weeks ago if that i had this revelation of like let's, let's put this out let's get this together and like i was in i had the music video done in april and i was talking to slam worldwide about a release and i just like i i sent over like to my manager that i wanted to put this out right now because we, we're, we're been getting these you know, we released a bunch of logo merch today too. We're getting that in order. We're doing a European store, which is similar launch, just like logo merch. And uh, I was like, "Well, I want to release this album. Uh, we have the, the this artwork." And he's like, "Well, it needs to be in the next two weeks. Otherwise, we should wait till next year." And like in the same like five minute break, Slam World, Worldwide wrote me back, and they're like, "We have an opening on November 18th." And I was like, "All right, like I'm submitting this album to distribution tomorrow." And distribution's so quick now, like, so they everyone awesome. turned it around really quickly, and uh, I'm really pleased with how it all came together, and that you know, the reaction is what it is, and like everybody feels good and stuff. I feel good, and you know, I, I think a lot of uh, just figuring the goddess supporters feel good, and it's just it's fun, you know. It's how it, it's how it uh, needs needs to be right now, and uh, you know. There's a lot of momentum in the in the canon, and I, I think this is a pretty raw album. It's definitely a lot more raw than other albums, but yeah. it's also experimental. So I think it, it, yeah, it's real extreme. Album. Like you know, there's just like yeah. there's nothing compromising about the extremity of it. You know, that's that's like I don't know, that's sick. There's not a lot out there yeah. like what you're doing right now. So yeah, I'm, I think that's uh, cool I'm liking too. the trend. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll see what what comes with it outside of me doing it the, the album i have planned afterwards is not like it's not sued-esque but it's still groovy and there's a you know there's a lot of there's a lot of like synthy sample stuff going on but it's it's not like sued-esque i mean i, I really want to come back to the vibe of sued I mean, who knows maybe 2021 will have like kind of an all-encompassing record of everything coming together because I, I really like the like the electronics ensued 
they've always been kind of a background thing, but mm-hmm. electronics and smooth are so frontal and, yeah. and sometimes they're so abrasive and repetitive that it just like it just takes the the thing to this other this other level. Like, you know, I think I think that's why people are kind of what is this? Like the, all like the like trying to like you know define like pe- people like incorporating like the ambient aspects of it or like the experimental or like I saw someone call it like post post something and I was that's slam cool. post <laughs> post yeah. slam yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like, where we're at yeah I was like that's that's cool because you know I think that's because of the it's not it's in I mean, it's not intentional, obviously. I'm not, like, defining these things before I do them. But, like, I, I just know it, it's, like, other people aren't doing this. Yeah, there's, like, a sweet right. spot for sure. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I, I mean, I know in my heart they're not doing that. But I also, like, don't comb the internet for, like, new music ever. Like, to be honest, like, the whole, like, deathcore sound, I, I just, like, I can't get into it. I, I don't. I don't know a single band that's like deathcore that I I actually like. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's bands that like, I think are cool or whatever, but like I don't. I like I can't listen to it. I mean, the last like, death deathcore shit I was really into, and still am into is like pre pre term deathcore deathcore. Like when it was like still considered death metal and grindcore. Mm-hmm. I like, like that animosity shit. and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, or even like early Despise Icon. Like the, to yeah. me, that is like so prime, and uh, like the healing process is like oh fuck one of my yeah. favorite all time. For sure. And then like Day of Morning came out, and it just had a different tint to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole thing is like kind of you know ran off of that. Now, Finn McKenty from the Punk Rock NBA has got some really good videos on the evolution of deathcore, and he he credits Suicide Silence with a lot of it, which I would. Totally agree with oh them. yeah absolutely yeah 100 yeah and like you know they they did like the i don't know how many 1.0s he had but he, he like calls it like deathcore 1.0 2.0 3.0 and like every upgrade of the genre it's like suicide silence like the trend off right and like no one's really like point out it in a minute and you know i just i just can't really get into like the vibe of the music it's just like so extreme I think the vocals sound, the vocals are not just extreme, but they, I think often they lack a lot of character and the character is, is compensated with how extreme things can be. And I just like, I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to like shit on it or anything, but like, I just, it was trying to express like, I guess why it doesn't feel like death metal to me. Yeah, I think there's been a, a consensus that it's been pretty stale for a while now. So I, I don't think really? it's far off base. I so. think everyone's definitely got too comfortable with just doing breakdowns and slowing things down and being super guttural. Which is so rigid. Yeah. Kind of kind of boring, yeah. Yeah, like if the vocals to me, they don't sound like brutal to me. Like I... Defeated Sanity has a really they had a really cool term they were using with not their recent album but the album before that that had the two sounds on it and one of them was like metal and one of them was like you know brutal death metal mm-hmm. and they were like they called it caveman brutality and I'm like oh it's just like <laughs> Neanderthal <laughs> well I, I just yeah I don't think the deathcore shit is like it doesn't sound I, 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 
obviously the word is like brutal, but it just doesn't like I don't feel like I'm like I don't know. But well, you know, you look, band, at, you, you look at bands What's that, that? you look at bands now that are doing like the the bridge between like beat down and hardcore and death metal and you've got like you know you got bands like traitors and fucking i mean even more on the extreme death metal of like infant annihilator and that kind of shit but it's like i like these bands a lot but at the same time is it's like how many the thing that makes a band like traitors sound different is simply because that dude's vocal delivery is so weird in comparison to every other 101 beatdown band like yeah vocalists can make or break in that genre for sure right right yeah i think i like traders yeah traders are fucking they're fun yeah they're just a fun like oh i'm pissed off let me (laughs) listen to this guy make some weird ass like puke sounding screams um one band that still releases music that I really fuck with is Beneath the Massacre. Yeah, they had a new Yo, record. Their yeah. new record was sick. That was so good. So good. Like, that guy's vocals, like, yeah. that is brutal to me. Like, that guy yeah. just sounds so deep and so big, and there's no, like, technique to make it deeper or bigger. It's just like, that dude's just, like, just trying to get as low as he can without, like, but still, like, project you know i feel like the whole technique of like i guess they call it like tunnel throating or something mm-hmm. where like they shape their tongue in a way yeah uh-huh. i think that's totally destroyed like they i don't know like i i've obviously have used that sound a lot but now like i just i like it's funny because i do it sometimes as like a natural way to like produce tone and to write but after becoming more aware of like that's what I didn't like about death deathcore, I was like I need to contribute this less because I do a bunch of different techniques with the vocals. Like I feel like I've got a pretty interesting range. Of, we were talking uh, about vocals. we were talking about your highs earlier as being some fucking your highs are some wild shit. Like yeah, I need to do them more. Yeah, hell yeah. I, there we go. I don't think Sue has any high vocals. I don't remember it. Uh, uh, there was a moment one in... Point. Yeah, yeah well, was it the first or second song? So there is some highs. Yeah. There are some. Um, you, you threw a high... Was, was it in Soothe or was it in Machine Controlling? It was one of those... Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Machine Controlling. Yeah. I think okay. I meant yeah. more highs. Like, I think I finished the album and I was like, now I'll just do all the high vocals. I never did it. I think that was like, like a... A weird spot for me too, because like, um, like I, I've told like Matt and Jay so many times, like, like Caterpillar was like to me like one of the times where I felt like you did the most they've ever done on vocals. So I kind of almost expected that a little bit when like opening this up and uh, just trying to listen to it, and yeah. I was like, oh man, he's he's back to just the normal. But no, it's it's all good. But yeah, yeah. I almost kind of I expected thought... more highs and lows and weird stuff. That's really nice to hear because I thought the vocal performances on Caterpillar were like really fucking good, and I, like I was like, well, oh, people absolutely. don't like that, and at least they'll be like the vocals are sick. But I never even heard that, you know. So I was like, whatever. Like, not that I was like, you know, looking to hear anything specifically, but I just like to, my personal opinion were like the vocals on that album just were were sick. And that, a lot of high vocal. That always blew my mind because I I saw 
a lot of you know like whether it be on Sputnik or just in like YouTube comments and shit like that. Like I saw I saw a lot more hate towards Caterpillar than pretty much anything else you'd put out. And yeah, I was I was well, wondering I also if it was like the experiment. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if it was like the experimentation of it where it wasn't again like that was probably the first thing you put out where it wasn't just like pure like i mean i guess of course like black earth child and deprive had like the ambience to it but it was still like pretty straightforward slam guttural like beat just beat the shit out of someone and then caterpillar had a lot of experimentation on it and yeah caterpillar to me is more metal like it has Mm -hmm. like the riffs like really run on for a long time i feel like caterpillar is like really really morbid angel influenced I see that. You know, like, and yeah, like I see that. sometimes, like, definitely yeah, see like that. A, kind of a that kind of era, I guess you could even say, like, Pantera about just like how things, like, just how some things are like played. Just mm-hmm. like that's it. Like, yeah, they just riff out. That, yeah, no, and I just think it's just the way it's played. And Fucking, just, like, the, don't you want to meet? Don't you want to meet us? Being literally just an open, is it just an open note like pattern the whole fucking song? Like. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere so, on there. It's so tight. Like, it's just a groove for fucking, like, three minutes of just open note. <laughs> yeah. And I think another reason that that, that album kind of has that, like, shadow, is a good way to put it, is just the status of, like, like the internet culture. Like, mm-hmm. putting, like, 2013 and 14 was just a lot, like, brighter and better times to be online and like now it's like everybody's online and everybody just talks shit all the time mm-hmm. and like everyone just is like there's never been more consumers on the internet but like a lot of the consumers are also like in comments and shit and it's just did he die oh no no did we lose cam oh no Big sad chill. Big sad chill it. Oh no. We didn't get to. I'm sure he'll. I I think he's still talking. Am I I coming? Okay, Okay, there it is. Yeah, he cut off. He's back. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, I was like, 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 what's that? What's that? Because I heard you guys talking. I was like, what's going on? But yeah, I think that, that, that whole like initial kind of like you know, contrast of opinion really, like, carried weight onto, like, the vibe of of that, how people really felt about that record. It was kind of, like, formed by, like, a, a pretty vocal public opinion of it that wasn't necessarily positive. Mm-hmm. I think that really floated on it. Because I think people, like, I was say- I haven't thought too much about Caterpillar, really, but, like, I remember at the time, I was like, you know, this will be an, a record that people will fucking talk about forever. Like, people will talk about Caterpillar for so long. I think, like, it'll, it'll, in some ways, like, it could be a refresher to some people. Like, I bet you someone who hates it in, like, a few years will be like, yeah, this is, like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I know people who are, like, I mean, I like it from the jump. fucked that record hard. Like, oh, yeah, gosh, absolutely. Taylor was all about that record. And, like, you know, his... His opinion wasn't changed. I mean, maybe, maybe his opinion was changed a little bit, but that's what I'm saying. It's like once that kind of like 
bullshit dies off and you can kind of like really see how you feel about it without like reading what other people think about it i mean that's 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 one because it is an interesting record it, 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 it is really things and choices and decisions and, you know now you guys know a bit more about like what went into it so it, it wasn't the most cohesive play but you know it did run it does have a beginning and it does have an end and you know that's why it's that's why it's out but uh yeah you know i i think uh I think it'll I think it'll be interesting and in, in, in going forward in the future. And that's it, still kind of the, the vibe I'm getting online right now. Like not really with like the, the communities that are specifically related to disfiguring, but like I like I was reading some shit on Slam Worldwide and I was like, this is fucking great. Cause you know, I'm all about like at that time I think it was a little more vulnerable and I think the music kind of shows that, but now I'm like a lot more confident and I kind of mm-hmm. just like all engagement. So and I knew that video was gonna tip a lot of people off just because the way i'm moving <laughs> yeah like saying like this where you it's like even in the video it's like that's how i fucking get down to that tooth i'm not like you know no it's how you did fucking... it's how you did the video for the one off of wasn't it off of black earth child where you were just in your fucking like studio with the webcam on and you just groove into the song and that was like the <laughs> official video for the song yeah. yeah 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 i mean that that was that was yeah similar vein you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm just having fun with it. But yeah, yeah, like if I was like listening to "Soothe on a Bridge," I would be like, mm. be like, right. I'd be dancing. You know? Yeah. And I think that that video kind of has that. So I think that's uh, you know, kind of a really weird thing to put out on like Slam Worldwide, which is not really my <laughs> off. Yeah. But you I knew fucking, it was gonna go off. You got you know? fucking like brand of sacrifice and fucking like, what isn't uh. Isn't Slaughter to Prevail on Got there, Got a Sacrifice. Yeah, what's that? Ky- I think his name is Kyle. He's in the Discord server. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Every time he yeah. comments, people are always like, oh, I love you, Ben. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out, Brand of Sacrifice. But yeah, exactly, you know? And, uh, you know, I know people like it. I know even, like, not just like my, it's not just like my audience likes it. It's like, right. I think people who hear it will like it. And I think that also gives the audience a lot of power. Like if someone like has that record and likes it, and then like there's like when they have the chance to share play music around someone else, they are like the selector, mm-hmm. you know. And selectors want to feel cool about what they're playing. And I bet you a lot of selectors out there that have this figuring in their arsenal will play it and think and feel cool playing that shit. Yeah. So I think oh, yeah. there's a lot of open endedness to like the possibilities of people who will like that album not just today but going forward i think it'll could uh you know accumulate a lot of uh you know stuff or people people getting into it but slam worldwide i knew it was going to be like just a throwing a hand grenade in that whole world yeah it's like the way the record sounds and the electronics and like the way i move and like maybe people's familiarity with me even like i just knew it was like it was just gonna go yeah everyone's gonna get like ah but I, I, I want that, though. Like, I, I didn't do it for that reason, but I knew that was going to be the case. And I, I knew, like, people who, like, loved it were going to fight people who didn't like it. Yeah. And it was <laughs> fucking death. And, I, you know, that's all good. Like, all the engagement from uh, <laughs> that whole, like, side of not, not just Slam Worldwide, but people who have, like, a varying opinion of it. I think it's just, like, at this point, Right now, just in general, but for this record and just me and my mindset, like I just welcome all that. I, all engagement to me is engagement, 
Like if I put out something and it got 50 thumbs downs and 50 thumbs ups, that's a hundred thumbs. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't fight that logic. Yeah, you can. Literally cannot fight it. Um, um, the last, was was okay. Goddess spelled incorrectly in the music video intentionally? Um, no, I never even noticed that. <laughs> I mean, I think speed is actually misspelled too. I think there's supposed to be an E at the end. Certainly, <laughs> whether or not yeah, you intended for it to be misspelled or if it was a typo. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just how it is. Soothe. I like it. I thought it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, and then it says, like, right under it, it says, soothe is sometimes confused with soothe. <laughs> and it's soothe is, like, you know, can't be calm. Which I think there is a calming effect to this album. I think people, like, I, I kind of want it to be like it starts, it's one way, and like by the time it ends, like when Echo fades out, I want you to basically be like ready to fall asleep. But in the best it wor- way. It works. Like, um, yeah. That was actually like the last thing I wanted to. I mean, I know I'm. we're going to finish off here with like a quick breakdown review so you can, I mean, you know assuming you give a fuck about three musical elitists who like music, but, um, the the last thing I really wanted to ask was like, um, so we talked about, you know, like the, the inspiration of soothe and like the, the transitions between like all your projects with disfiguring and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think like the biggest thing that to me, I noticed once soothe like this morning came out and I was linking it to a lot of people. Um, my brother you're the selector you you were the selector and you were feeling cool yeah i was like this shit bangs but i was sending it to a lot of people who like know you only as big chocolate and don't know like the disfiguring side who are really like you know people that are really into edm and house and all that shit and i was like so have you ever heard of disfiguring because i said like oh yeah we got big chocolate on the fucking podcast and a bunch of the people were like holy fuck how'd you manage that and i was like just in a discord and i asked him and (laughs) they were like that's fucking nuts and i was like yeah but we're not talking about big chocolate we're talking about disfiguring and they were like what the fuck's that and i sent it to him like old disfiguring and they're like this is the same dude and i was like yeah and i sent these people soothe when it dropped and i was like listen to this and tell me like even if you don't like heavy music you don't like you know brutality and shit like that like you can hear like the big chocolate-esque things going on in this album and one of the biggest things i noticed like and it maybe it was completely unintentional and i'm completely over like over analyzing it but like in one of the songs i heard the same fucking birds that you had on the clean ep which was like my favorite thing you did is Big Chocolate. And I was like, he's fucking bridging so much shit between disfiguring and Big Chocolate here where it's almost like, you know, again, like an all-encompassing thing of you as a musician. Um, So I guess like, did you go, again, like you said, a lot of this was just kind of like a natural flow state and everything, but did you go into this at all, like during the production or just the music writing process, thinking like in the same mindset as Big Chocolate when you do that shit? Okay, I will say that this record 100% has the most, like, pull from things I know about from producing, you know, 
big chocolate music like like the tempo of the album yeah is i think one thing like the the structuring of thing of things i think is one thing like it just it it follows more like a i don't want to say club but like almost like a contemporary poppy thing of like it's just like it's on this like grid and it stayed on this grid but I always felt like that worked for Disfiguring because Disfiguring always had a very like mechanical power thing to it where like I just felt like it was a machine like the core uh, thing of it but yeah you know this whole album is like basically at a tempo that I think is really would complement really well with like dubstep and stuff I think it's very much in line with like the groove and like if you you know if you dance to soothe and then muted your your dance and then played dubstep <laughs> instead it would be the same so what you're saying is your next music video for big chocolate's just going to be the the music video you just released yeah. with different music over it <laughs> that'd be great that's <laughs> a funny idea that would be <laughs> all right so if that does happen we know we we started it. <laughs> we started the idea yeah. for the the new yeah. Big video. Um, started yeah. here. But one thing I wanted to add about that is, like, in Austin, a lot of my friends here are all through DJing and all, all through, you know, my experience in music. Um, shout out to Grizzly and uh, and company. Um, but there is some people like in his his gang that like definitely know and like disfiguring a couple mm-hmm. a couple people specifically are like disfiguring the goddess fans and like when they found out i lived here they were like freaking the fuck out you know mm-hmm. um not you know not in a weird way like but just like they were like what the fuck like what is up with that you know i can't believe that i can't believe that you know mm-hmm. and everyone else isn't really into that or anything so they're not, they're not really like, like all right cool you know but and I, i'm kind of the same way i'm not really i don't really like i don't talk about all these things with like people or like anything and when i finished sued and you know did the final masters a couple weeks ago then uploaded to distri- distribution i went over to my friend's house we're like we're kind of in a crew here there's like four of us and we dj weekly at a club here called summit so austin if you're in austin on a friday go to summit because actually there's one friday a month we don't do it so it's kind of fucking with our weekly brand our thing but uh yeah i was i went over to one of our there's me and chris and then these two brothers and uh i went over to one of the brothers house this downtown and like a sick like corner room apartment that's like floor to ceiling glass wind walls in the corner so it's just like it's a fucking cool place to be like it really you know gets you inspired just like sitting there looking at the city from the perspective of like the 12th story and we were all going to go to see comedy we actually all went and saw joe rogan which is pretty fucking cool (laughs) we uh yeah tony hinchcliffe was playing at vulcan gas company and um our buddy one of chris's better friends owns that club and he sent Chris a picture of the guest list, and it was like Ron White and all guests, and Joe Rogan and all guests. And he, like, you know, we're all like, "All right, let's go, let's go see Joe." Um, Chris <laughs> Chrisley's really into Joe Rogan, 
and uh, you know everyone listens to Joe, so we all went, we all went, and checked it out. It was actually cool. Like I was really starstruck by seeing Ron White, but like seeing Joe Rogan, it felt very normal. Like, I was like, "There's Joe Rogan." You know, it didn't feel like yeah. like a weird like, "Oh my God, it's fucking Joe Rogan." But like his vibe was like very re- real feeling. And just side note, his comedy was so fucking funny. Like I, I've never been like a big Joe Rogan's comedy fan, but he was <laughs> he was hilarious. You know, he was super fucking funny. He had a ton of balls. I loved it. But um, yeah. So I was in. We were all getting ready to go to see Joe Rogan, and it's uh, me, me, my buddy Dose, and one of our our girlfriends, Laren, and. We're, I'm like, hey, do you guys want to hear my metal album? I'm just submitted it. I just finished it, and submitted it, and like, I don't think they even like really knew that I really did that or anything. And I started just playing it, and like, you know, it's groovy. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on one because I just got it out and on it, and like, I'm in that, you know, I'm just living it. Like, I'm <laughs> distribution. It's coming out soon. I'm just feeling good. And um, so I was playing it on the speaker, and I'm just like kind of grooving with it, and like talking to Laren about it and uh you know she's we're just like listening to it together and kind of discuss dose is like running around trying to get ready um he has like two rooms there and he's just like in both closets like putting clothes on like let's get out of here we're gonna be late um but uh (laughs) i like i i remember it feeling really well and you know she's not someone who like listens to metal or anything and she kind of like said that while we were listening to it but i was like but we're vibing off of it like it's like yeah, it's like you know we're 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 definitely like getting it, you know, like it's it and that's kind of I think too is like with genres and like everything, it's like I get like it's heavy music and I know the palette of how you can get down that rabbit hole with heavy music and how like it's a it's like taste it's like eating food or or drinking wine. It's like you the first time you hear heavy music does not you know feel like when you're into it just like the first time you try wine is like not the same feeling as like when you've had like you know a hundred different types of wine right. before mm-hmm. it's like just a totally different spot so i get that so she was kind of like saying that but i'm like yeah but it's good wine like you could tell you know <laughs> and it's not just like it was good metal or something it's just like it's music it's 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 just music right and and she was like like she was like is this a new thing you're doing or have you always done that you know, i'm just like oh, i've always done that so i didn't even really get into it um but uh yeah it's uh it's very interesting how like i've been able to rock both sides of you know i've had this figuring and then i have like this like djing thing and to me this figuring is such a tighter package like my progression dance music is so random i mean it's not random it's just like it's a progression i mean it has a similar story and a whole different thing that i'm think about and doing with uh with electronic music i'm actually like really really stoked on it but um that's a whole other conversation <laughs> maybe in a couple, yeah, couple months say, right <laughs> next big when you do an, uh, another big chocolate run. are you dropping it tomorrow and not telling anybody yeah. <laughs> i wish i wish so we, no, we we've yeah. locked cam in for the big <laughs> chocolate release as the guest for that episode too and we talk about that one easy <laughs> um yeah but it's just, it's just cool you know like yeah. people 
some people know I do this and people don't. And like, even like a lot of my close friends and people like I've been spending like decent time with recently have no fucking idea. I have like disfiguring the goddess or anything to do with it. Right. And you know, I don't really, I kind of, it's not that I like that. It's just like, it is what it is. It kind of, I think it kind of like goes back to like what I was saying about how I was in high school. Like I just like, you know, I don't really like do things to tell people about it. I have to, I have to like learn how to do that better. Cause I think it, it paints a better picture and you need to get attention for things you do. That's cool sometimes. And so I mean, on the flip side of that though, you've got like perfect strangers like me who have been like following you on like YouTube <laughs> yeah. and shit for years. And like, like I just enjoy what you do. And it's like, you know, there are people you're going to have like maybe like that double life in a way where like, you know, you've got, two different you've got an online presence i guess you could say an online life yeah. and then like your actual life so uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, and I'm, I'm actually trying to blend them right now not in like a like a reality sense but like hmm. you know i haven't been quiet on social media the last couple of years and you know this year specifically i just like literally don't go on it like i just like deleted all the apps and never going on the web or anything i just like don't really want it and now i'm kind of like you need to be on there especially because you feel good now it's like get on there and contribute like get on there and like you know put off your you know your energy on there but you got to do that right you can't just be like making random shit up you know mm -hmm. you just gotta like do it how you how you are and you know like i think that comes from content because uh you need to make like anything you provide that should be consumed online is like content essentially. So it's like, I, I just want to make or put out content that I feel good about. And, you know, you can get like a commentary on your content on, on social media too. So dude, you're the only person I know who ran a everyday vlog yeah. and made it work. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll figure something out, but yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast is trying to like, you know, get some momentum going and, just like contributing. There's like a community there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I'm trying to film our sets at Lifted. They're all on my YouTube channel right now. You, you know, we only play, it's a bottle service club. And it's like even more so now with all the restrictions. They have a bunch of tables in there. Uh, like more, like there's no, the dance floor is just tables. Like yeah. people yeah. buy tables. Really dope. I, I, I dig the vibe. But um, it's a bottle service club. So, like, you know, I was like, let's, Let's play classy music, guys. Let's play house music. Um, <laughs> so now you just gotta like you gotta like sneak some passages of Soothe in there, just like mm -hmm. right cool. on yeah. yeah. You know, I'm playing the similar thing, like a lot of the clubs in Texas are doing that where it's like it's you can only buy a table. There's no general admission, it's only tables. Um even clubs that aren't bottle service clubs or mm -hmm. I mean most of the clubs here have VIP, which you get to buy, but it's like the whole club is VIP now. And uh, so we're, we're doing, like I was saying, we don't have a Friday a month. So this week is our week where we don't have, we're not at, at Summit. So we're doing something tomorrow night in San Marcos, which is like a, kind of a college suburb of Austin. And uh, we're, we're doing just sets. So I think everyone's going to be playing dubstep and more aggressive music. And um, who knows? Maybe I'll fucking drop Soothe. There you go. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I kind of do that as a DJ sometimes. I did this Halloween party, and we took it. We took that shit over. 
like my buddy Dose did. He's like this this really, really, really rich dude, like multimillionaire guy, had like this big ass party for Halloween. Like he just has a big ass house. So he had a band and like he has like a lakefront property. So the band was on the lake and like he had a, a food truck and like a bar. And like it was just like it was like a park. It was like a concert at a park. It was real deal uh stage and sound and everything like the dude invested like racks into this party and then he has like a his own like bar that's in the garage at the top of his property and that's where he was going to have like the after hours spot so he you know he had like a dj and like dancers and like he staffed like barmaids and stuff and like he invited my my buddy dose and dose was like he's like what's up with this dj he's like (laughs) We're, he's like, we're going to take this over. Like, what's this guy's number? So Dose has, like, the best equipment for DJing. Like, he's got, like, all the latest gear. And so, like, he literally just, like, talked this talked to this DJ who was, like, an open format party DJ and was like, we're taking this over. Like, we're showing up and I'm bringing gear and, like, we're going to we're gonna turn it up. Like, we're going to have a, a real party. And that's exactly what we did. Like, <laughs> this was, like, two hours before the party started. Dose showed up there, like, Maybe an hour before me, I opened up another club in town as, like, a favor to, like, the resident DJ there in the club just to, like, kill time at, at stores, you know? Because I'm great. I know how to DJ all the levels. I can, and specifically lately, I'm, like, really into, like, opening extended sets. But another conversation. Um, <laughs> so I did that, and then I went out to this party, and, like, at, like, 11.30, I think, that was when, like, kind of migration came up to this 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 little after hour spot and around 11 50 i started playing and i just like it was so fucking fun like i played like dubstep and rap kind of at the same time you know like it's a vibe you know like this deep deep dubstep clubby dubstep but like with the vocals it just like makes it really consumable for like audiences and people it's just a vibe and then you know i murdered it with the house and the techno and then like at two o'clock in the morning and this is also a night where we had the time change, so I, I played forever. <laughs> At 2 o'clock in the morning, girls come up, and they're like, can you play this? Can you play this? And they were, like, asking for, like, the chain smokers and stuff. I'm like, no. Like, I don't even have that. And then this, this other girl who was with them was like, she was like, can you play some reggaeton or something? And I was like, yeah. Like, because I, I love Spanish music and, like, you know, the whole nine yards of, like, because there's so many different genres. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah. I for sure can and like my buddy like dose was with me and he was like no 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 and i was like yeah i could play that and i literally played like reggaeton for an hour at like the peak time and it went the fuck off <laughs> it's it just like like everyone was like what the fuck cameron like because <laughs> what, what it was legit too like I, I was a great set and like the room was really going for it <laughs> and uh, everyone was like yeah i can't believe you just like did that I was like, "Yep, I'm ready, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm real, I'm real deal DJ right now. <laughs> I don't have the chain smokers, but I'll, I'll bust out reggaeton for an hour, peak hour, and kill it. And uh, yeah, at, at one point, Dust was like, "Yo, you should, you should switch, because they were kind of like keeping tabs in the whole room, and like mm-hmm. they'd kind of tell me to switch genres every once in a while. And he's like, "Yo, you should play like house, like you know, get it, get it, like make the room that vibe." And I was like, "Hold on, I'm gonna play Gasolina." <laughs> I played Gasolina and a few more tracks after that kind of like you know come down from the hype and uh yeah that was a great night loved it 
We have some video footage of it, but it's trash just because you can't hear anything. But it, I just, you know, would love it. That's great. Yeah. Um, can I take like two seconds and piss real quick? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Topo Chico, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. What a fucking night, eh, boys? Yeah, um, for sure. Sure. Epic. Um,. When he comes back, we'll talk uh, review on Soothe. Well, not review, but like, you know, final thoughts on Soothe, and we'll, we'll tie it up here. You're you going to trash it? it? You want me to trash it? Are you going to? You are, aren't you? Oh, you mean like I'm just going to do what I did on episode two or three? No, this is episode What did you two. trash? Oh, oh, you were, oh, I thought, you, no, I thought you meant trash it like I trashed and fucking lost. Oh, oh no, I didn't. Oh no, that would be bad. Cam comes back and we've been fucking. Yeah, talking. we're gonna have to record it again. <laughs> so start no. from the top. Oh god. No, I get what you're. <laughs> I get what you're. Re- recreate all of the magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. So he, he, Cam comes back and we just straight up be like, "All right, suit's bad. Everything, <laughs> everything you said about how you felt. <laughs> fuck you. You're dumb. It don't matter. Oh shit, he's back." <laughs> I'm back and I feel like I'm not kidding, like eight hundred times better. It's funny yeah. how that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. What peeing? Perfect. Yeah. It just oh yeah. Resets you. Especially yeah. after mineral water, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so we were saying yeah. we're uh we're gonna go ahead and do our quick little uh you know, review of Soothe. Put uh, you on the yeah. spot. Put you on the spot. You guys are joking. Yeah. We're yeah. after all this, we thought it sucked. <laughs> That's it. Is this bad? Just really bad. Just a bad album all around. Um, everything, everything you had talked about about you know your personal experience and all that. Eh, fuck that shit. It's bad. Uh, now let's fucking get into that. Bijan, what did uh, you've? We've all listened to this quite a few times because it's a it's a good album. Yeah, to I've... listen to over and over again. So what do you think? I, I think like overall, like I've listened to this thing probably like fifty to almost a hundred times, and then done the old like headphone studio monitor and car test. Um, That's cool. So like, um, I think like at first I was like not extremely un- like I didn't understand half of it just because like I said like I started out with the car and just kind of figuring out where all the sound like sounds were coming from and after a while like kind of getting more of an understanding and like the groove of it was extremely good i mean like from um from Suze to echo like i think those are probably like the the biggest moments for me like i pretty much kind of start the album out like right about there yeah um i agree i agree the first couple tracks i think are easily skippable for the whole overall experience like i remember when i was showing some friends like i told you guys about that night when i showed um my friends dos and laren i remember like explaining to them like the first song is not like the vibe of the album and it just like jumps into it right away and like the rest of the album has like these nice divots and stuff but the first track is just like i I think i think matt said it perfectly too or just like i think like there's like the the metronome still being in there a little yeah. bit <laughs> right before yeah, the open yeah. up that's a sample that's a sample yeah. it's like a yeah. yeah 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 
yeah, and then funny. it just does the whole open up and everything, which is great. But yeah, no, like from from you know track three to seven, I think it was a really good record. So um, I'll rate it like a I'll rate it like a seven. Nice. It's like a yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. So basically, like we were talking about, some of the things like um, you know, we it, for me this is a this isn't an like. There's not a there's not a like top track. There's not a there's not a like. I'm trying to figure out how to. Yeah, there's not though because the whole fucking thing is one song essentially. Like it's just like it's such a hard album to EP or however you want to word what this is. Like it's such a hard thing to pin in any way. Um. Yeah, same thing that Bijan said. Like for me, soothe into echo is all just this one experience that's amazing. Um, what I liked about the a mountain full of rose or mountain filled with roses and then into the hill is like part of it, like you said, the sample of the click kind of calls back to that MySpace slam, which I think is pretty tight. Um, you know, it kind of yeah, just gives this. Times. It's very DIY. Like the whole album has this very DIY feel to it, but um, someone said that about the artwork too. They're like, this artwork's sick. Reminds me of '08. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything about this just throws you back to, like... It throws you back to those MySpace, like, slam days, but also at the same time, it has this very, like, 2020, like... Not world-ending, but it just has this hugeness to it that I think is really cool. Um, To me, the first two songs um, definitely feel more like you know, Deprive and Black Earth Child era DTG and then Soothe into Echo is all just like this new age thing that you're doing, which I think is really fucking cool. Um, I loved it. Same with Bijan. I think I've listened to this thing. Like even today, I think I've listened to it like 15 times while I was working. It just kept, I just had it on repeat, just kept grooving to it. Um, That's I really, success. Yeah, I really like it. Um to me the only thing that i have as a negative is i just kind of when echo fa- like when echo fades out like i just wish echo was like three more songs deeper in the set list of like the album like i just wish there was more in between flattery and echo but yeah i think that's a good yeah, thing definitely. to want more yeah yeah no that that was something i felt about too i was like this is short some of the things i was doing with it i, I think could have been uh pushed out a little bit more, but um, I think it was just part, you know, just the way it went down. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to, like, push it further than it was after the fact. Right. Which I think is the right call. No, it's definitely, yeah, and that's the thing, is it feels natural, and like I said, like, we talk about this on the show a lot with, like, run times of albums, and I always feel like it's better to want more out of an album than to be like oh they could have cut fat here and there like to to make it yeah and then to turn it off yeah um yeah yeah for me it was a it was an eight i love it i'm gonna keep listening to it it's gonna keep being a uh it's gonna keep being a work playlist uh rotation what about you yeah keep rotation is a good word catalog you know Mm mm-hmm Makes you feel par- a powerful selector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Yeah. Uh, first, like 
just kind of running through this thing like it's it's just so such like a it does have like a high replayability factor because it's um so concise and short and like the the smaller fact like form factor kind of gives you um like a, a, a an opportunity to really like look at it from like um yeah just like a like a i think Bijan said at the beginning like a picture like it's just um it's got moments throughout like and especially when it comes to like song transitions like there's a moment between soothe and machine controlling that was like it was like a moment you know like it like it was very much like oh okay so like that's kind of like how we're gonna do it now and like it, it was that was maybe the first time i've really noticed that in a dtg song and maybe you've done it in the past maybe you haven't but like that was um that was one of those things where I was just like, okay, cool. Like, it's nice to hear um, something different, something I'd never, like, would have expected to hear in this, like, in this record. So, um, whereas there was also, like, the itch scratched for old, old, older sounding DTG, like, a mountain, obviously. Like, it just, that that's just, like, one of those ones that you throw in, like, the, you know, like, the big slaps playlist, okay? So... <laughs> Yeah, throw that one out there. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's just like kind of um. I I went from like those two different places where it was like I want to hear like what I'm used to, but also get challenged a little bit too. Um, and so it was really nice to hear the increased focus on sampling, um, some some cool sounds, sound design um since synth work and things like that um which has always kind of been the, in dtg but it's like it's nice to hear it like you talked about a little bit earlier cam just like kind of as the focus in the forefront um yeah the highlights Sonically. of the record for me yeah. yeah definitely like it just adds a whole new element like um new space to play with but yeah top songs for me that i really really enjoyed were a mountain um the title track soothe machine controlling and echo um overall i loved it i'll play it a lot it's been uh it's been yeah like these guys said kind of just going all day so wait jay do we have a perfect opportunity to do this and put what? really put cam on the spot here by saying uh hey jay do, do you like it a lot uh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um <laughs> No one picked uh my my well, I guess it's different. My personal favorite is Would You Agree? To me that's like you know, that's like yeah. the track yeah. for me. Yeah. Would you agree? And I, I think, think that's one I need to listen to like more on its own. Would you would you say that that one for you has like more of a individual song kind of quality to it as opposed to like how the other ones sort of have their place? Would I agree with that? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> would you fucking agree <laughs> yeah i guess so i think that's that was the one i was uh playing the most i feel like that's kind of when i got into like the real groove of like the record and that's kind of i think why people why there's that feeling of like it should be a bit longer is because like i don't know like if i could have made like a couple would you agrees i think that would have been sweet mm -hmm. but uh you know it is what it is. It's, it's kind of also that's kind of perfect, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I remember, like I was saying earlier in the show and everything, like, 
when you dropped that, what was it? Is it soothe into machine controlling? And would you agree that's the thing you dropped? Is like the three. Um, yeah, yeah, I dropped yeah, it originally sub- submarine. That's one. Yeah, submarine. That's what it was, right? Um, yeah, I almost called the album that. That was like the code name. But that makes yeah. sense too, because now, like you say that, if you listen to Would You Agree, you could hear Submarine also. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember when that came out. I think we talked. Didn't we talk about that on the second episode? Was that my music news for that week? Was when I said that DTG had some new shit coming out. Um, yeah, that was you, and then you surprised the hell out of me and Jay because we didn't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Caterpillar came out like a year ago now. <laughs> but then again, like, you, I think you and we're still that, jamming like, it. <laughs> so. One of the things I miss about MySpace and just like being more engaging, and one thing I don't like about kind of where I think people like the pedestal, not pedestal, but like where I think people expect DTG to be is like, I kind of want to like test things out there's no way to like test things out in metal it's like here's the record it's like what like you know it's yeah. nice to like put out like demos and be like what is people like what's the fucking vibe off of like making this like public mm-hmm. if like other people could hear it and interpret it like would that change the way it would that help me like course correct this to like you know be something good or you know so i, I think like putting out you know little demos is something that I kind of want to do to like tease and whatnot. I, I kind of yeah. did that with Caterpillar, but like I was not, and I went all out with like releasing that submarine stuff. And I, I like the community right now. Like, you know, shout out to Hydra where he's like, um, he like takes my leaks and stuff and like puts them on YouTube yeah. and he starts putting them in the group and stuff. Like, that's huge. Like, I think Hydra really like was like the hype man of Sue as far as like you know not just like discovering it but like going the extra mile and you know being creative like it with, with it and you know having him be inspired to do things and him like making things and then contributing them to like you know that was like crucial and uh yeah i remember so I, I always shout him out. i give him a lot of a lot of props i always message him too just tell him i'm grateful for his uh creativity with uh his excitement and just being involved and everything so i think that was a good move oh, as, yeah. like yeah, a good sign to me like if you can put out you know pretty much a majority of the album on one track and like yeah people like it that was like, that right. was that was definitely a thing like hearing submarine whenever you put it on your soundcloud and like listening to that because i remember jay i sent that to you was it what was it like a month ago it might have been even uh, than that. Yeah, it was something, uh, something like that. Yeah, because I just remember seeing it was like, oh, new DTG, and mm-hmm. it's like seven minutes long. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of like silent from then on until Soothe came out, and um, yeah, I just remember like listening to Soothe and being like, holy shit, like. This man really, this man really released like half the album on a like SoundCloud yeah. silent demo like drop. Like what the fuck? Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's I'm looking at the track three months ago. It's seven minutes and twelve seconds. Yeah. That's half the album. 
and it only had 222 plays, so it was pretty exclusive with who was like checking it out. I guess that's. Uh, all. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, is that is half of that us? Like, <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, I put shit out on SoundCloud all the time, yeah. and like SoundCloud fucking sucks. Like, no one fucks with anything <laughs> on here anymore. I haven't had like anything on here get like plays. I guess this has 900 plays. That's pretty good. Um, I still go on it from time to time to look at yeah. like certain people I like, that, but like, that's... yeah, you don't really find. There's no like. I think everyone feed. here does for sure. Yeah. It's not like a feed. Like the stream of it sucks. It's oh just yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never use it. I've... The navigation have... is pretty stupid. Yeah, I haven't gotten on SoundCloud and like, you know, been on the stream tab and probably like seven years so it's yeah like, you know i kind of look at it as like a, basically a wasteland of uploading stuff i mean <laughs> yeah sometimes it's cool like some people follow me on there i mean i have a ton of followers but i, I don't i don't know who who the hell they are or when i they're feel following. like like literally half of them are bots yeah um, right like most of my followers are bots <laughs> um, yeah like i'm, I'm, I'm like, strong like, following like, fake accounts <laughs> everybody looks like a model yeah. Um, <laughs> what what, I, what else did I want to say? Yeah, those. Would you agree? Is definitely my top track. That's like, that's the one I hope is like the popular one from the album. Yeah, yeah. I can. Like, see I that. hope that's the one that people. Are like, I feel like, like a mountain's gonna get a lot of traction early. One because it's the single you put out the right. video. Yeah, and it's I mean, just got like the most. Yeah, DVD sound. It was interesting. And yeah, I felt good that that was like the one we were coming out with. It was interesting when we did that because, like, the guy I did it with, Davis. I, I like like this guy a lot. I've known him for a long time. Just kind of like he reached out to me every time I do South by. He'd always tip me up and like ask to come out and take pictures. And he just had a cool vibe from the get go. So when I moved here, like we linked up on some projects. When I come through Austin, I didn't invite him out. He'd like make cool content and whatnot. And he's we just like like a lot of the same shit. He's really into rap music and stuff. And um as am I. So we was we we just like a lot of the same shit. So uh when I sent him the album and I was like, let's do a a music video for this shit, um, he actually did it couldn't tell because it was all on one track. Mm -hmm. He couldn't tell like where the songs were broken up so like his he thought a mountain and the hill were one song so when we went out to shoot that thing we shot like a ton of content and like we were like doing some work and i was like all right like let's let's start it over he's like what song's still going i was like that's a different song <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was it was kind of uh it was, it was fun i i like that that's the one coming out too but i kind of want to do other visual things for other songs and I think it's appropriate that people can do different visual things for different songs. I wouldn't be mad if, like, Would You Agree or Flattery had, like, two different music videos for it or something. Mm -hmm. I don't care, you know? I think that goes into, like, how people interpret it. I think everyone will interpret the music a little differently and react to the music a little differently, especially as, like, a creative. So it's, like, you know someone's like feeling like doing one thing with one of it and someone else wants to like make it the most intense shit in the world where one's like more subtle and i'm like yes let's use them both um 
Yeah, I, I had a, you know, like I was saying before this, and I know I was telling you this, Matt, I'm stoked to just come on and do an interview. Like, I've, it's been a while since I've done any interviews, and I think it's been a, even longer since I've done any good ones. And to talk to uh, three guys who, you know, love metal and kind of are just genuinely interested in, uh, you know, disfiguring or whatever I've done, I think it's just like, just a really good place to like come together and connect because I, I think I'm a pretty friendly person. Like it's really easy for me to connect with people, even people who are like the worst. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's us. Awesome. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, it was a. Uh, no, yeah, like absolutely. I said, it was just a. Uh... I've I've had some really weird luck since starting this fucking podcast and like we've this is the the fourth episode that we'll have put up and uh the first episode like the first episode we even did we got a pre-release of the clipping album because I was just like I'm just going to hit them up and be like yo I'm trying to start a podcast let me see if I can get a pre-release of this shit and we did and then when I joined your Discord, we actually had, like, a whole plan for this episode, this particular episode. Like, we had a whole plan of, like, albums you we were going to review and shit, and then I just messaged you, and I was just like, I'm just going to fucking message the dude, like, and see what happens. If he doesn't respond, he doesn't, but if he does, we'll see. Maybe we could do something. And then you were just like, yeah, Sooth comes out on Wednesday. And I was like, I texted them immediately. I was like, all right, boys, uh, we're not doing what we initially thought. We're reviewing Sooth, and we're talking to Cam. <laughs> very good tight. no that's a good uh i mean you should take that whole experience and just keep applying it like yeah. you you need to you need to ask for shit you need to you know to get to get what you want you need to ask for it you know there's a bunch of analogies for that you know like this this the wheel who's not squeaking never gets fixed or whatever <laughs> People, some people say like you should always, always, always negotiate. That basically just means like coming back with shit. Like, yeah. You should just, you always got to be putting it out there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think that's another thing. Like momentum's great. You guys are getting momentum, and you're you're, you're kind of feeling that. And it's nice. And you're contributing, and you know you're, you're you're doing something. I think people would want to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of it. Like all the all the story. Have you have you got told no yet? No. And right. no is like like. You gotta have this like nothing. I got nothing to lose. Right. Mentality. Right. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Someone's gonna say no. Right. Big deal. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So, you know, I think you need to get out there and just, uh, you know, wreck your Ralph. You know, just start, just start doing what the fuck you want to do. Like, if you if you want to like review something or curious or something, and also when you do more episodes, it's like you'll just build your confidence and you can just like start reaching out to people and then like hey like what's on what's on the horizon what's new like, right you know like we're trying to review your new stuff we're interested in what you're going to do next like you know yeah. what can you give me what yeah, can you exactly. give me to talk about right you know like journalists do that shit all the time like a typical you know think of yourself as like a 1930s like reporter like right yeah what do you got you know? <laughs> yeah but you're you're generally interested in all this shit so it's not like you gotta like do research to find out what you're interested in so right it's like you know just have those ideas where it's like I, I you know, I 
it'd be cool to do this on the show or whatever and just like get curious get curious about it you're like well maybe i should reach out and see if i can make contact and or whatever and like yeah. just, yeah, that's a practice right there like what's the worst that could happen no response if they say no it's like cool big deal right you know you you know do whatever you and like another thing is like don't ask for permission to do anything either like just do it and then if it's not something you should do like deal with it then yeah you know like no no one gets ahead in life asking for permission right you know so just go with your gut and you know bite bite like the any kind of like fear you might have off of like taking certain initiatives or jumps or like reaching out to certain people like that's just like a little fear and like conquer that shit and just like because yeah you get nothing to lose so it's like you know push push and yeah make make noise you know get get attention contribute you know and uh who knows what you could do dream big you know you know shoot shoot for shoot for big numbers bigger than you bigger than you'd be comfortable with like if you want like, you know, a hundred monthly listen or a thousand monthly listeners, like start start acting like you want ten thousand or hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. That's the attitude you should have, hundred yeah. percent. Then you, you, your mindset will just be that much bigger, and you'll uh, you'll just you'll be getting it. You'll be getting after it. That's how you get it done. That's how that's how you win. There it is. Yeah, I mean a lot. I mean, I know that from personal experience, but I've really maximized and reflected on that well as, you know, as of late and as an adult by other people talking like that, mm-hmm. you know, like a winning mindset. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all there, you know. There's a, have you guys heard of the book Psycho-Cybernetics? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's like kind of like the OG study of like, kind of like thinking a certain way and like how you can like, translate like your how you think about things into like reality it's basically like every it's like it's not it's not like um like basically everything i mean i didn't learn all this shit i'm saying from this one book but right i just like i I think i i didn't know it was a thing until recently and i was kind of like yeah this is nuts so i'm always like do other people know about this shit because i remember finding some like crucial books and i'm like "Did, did you have you ever heard of this book and people be like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, why don't you tell me? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think I think that's some good advice you should take from um, not just from me, but from this experience as I reflect on this experience with you guys. You know, powerful shit. Very powerful. Um, Real shit, boys. Before we close it out, um, obviously everybody listen to soothe you know check it yeah. out on uh spotify i'm assuming it's on apple anywhere you can yeah. stream Slam but uh statement. what else do you want to plug you want to plug the the store the band camp what do you want to plug uh, i'd like to plug the youtube channel so you just user slash argon um i'd like to plug benchmark benchmark merchandising I mean, I think on the YouTube videos, I'm plugging it on there. That's where our new shit is. If you're in Europe, 
Empiricon is opening up soon. I think we have a storefront. There's no merch in there, which I'm like, we, we've been trying like every day the last couple of weeks to be like, hey, there's an album coming out. You know, like we're going to be posting this shit out. Like, even if the merch isn't ready, say it's a pre order. Yeah. So, you doing vinyl? Get it to where you can take orders. You doing vinyls for Sooth? No, we're, not, we're cutting all those corners just because I didn't want to wait on anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe. I think uh, it's not a. I mean, I still might do vinyls for like Circle of Nine, even. Oh, hell yeah. So, I mean, that's all, it's all possibilities. I know there's like a like these wax companies that do like these limited runs of stuff, and that's kind of tempting. But I kind of want to do it myself. But at the same time, I should probably work with someone else because it's like if I work with someone else, I can make it happen. Where if I do it myself, I might take a year to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like who cares? Just get it, make it a thing. Um, yeah, I plug the Discord. Discord's legit. You know, I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm gonna add you guys. Jay, John. Yeah, you guys, you guys should be in the, the what's it called? Um, the disfiguring the server, yeah. whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm adding you guys right now. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Great way to connect. Yeah. Uh, sick. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. Plug, that's those are all good plugs. Everything's connected, I think. You find one thing on disfiguring, it's really easy to find the other. Yeah. You know, nothing is really a secret, you know. Yeah. Like, well, then I think that's a good go. uh, a good point to close out the show at least. Uh, probably. I'm yeah, just, it's great. I really appreciate th- the opportunity, guys, and I'm grateful for the time. Yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing some insight um yeah man thank you so much it's a lot of fun definitely and we'll keep the we'll keep the stream going for a minute but uh, i'm gonna end the recording here in a few hey we got nine people watching i know on a on my twitch that i haven't been live on except for playing valorant like once a month um but yeah so uh you know this will this is a quick this is a, a an uh an early release show so we won't have one coming out monday but we'll have this drop in whatever day it does tomorrow it's thursday um we're probably re- well i don't know we might record this weekend if we do want to but either way if we don't re- release something this coming monday this is the mo- the normal episode 4 that we do weekly um Big shouts to Cameron of Disfiguring the Goddess and Big Chocolate for taking some time out of his Wednesday to hang out with us shout and so talk cool. about Soothe. Um, shout out, shout out. Obviously, big shouts to my boys Bijan and Jay for always coming through and being great co-hosts on the show. Jay and Bijan. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then, as usual, our big shouts out to uh, the sponsor, not a sponsor, White Claw, Liquid Death. And now we're gonna start plugging Topo Chico, so we'll hopefully get uh, yeah. We're just we're just racking up the sponsorships on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. If you reach out to them, definitely uh, link me up with them after you get it in cool with them. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do. Like that. I got someone you gotta talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my man's Cam. You gotta send him pallets a week. It's fine. Um, yeah yeah thanks for hanging out everybody and uh 
We'll see you in a week. We're actually going to talk about what, because I know we said it in episode three, we're going to talk about Boundaries and uh, what was the other album we were going to talk about? Bijan, you muted. Yeah. Oh, you're not muted? He's muted. He's dead. Jay, do you oh, remember boy. what it was? Is Boundaries and what? Uh, it was, hold on, I'm looking. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it was, it, was, it was ASAP Rock. Oh, ASAP Rock's right? album. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're doing boundaries cool. and ASAP Rock. Um, That's with, cool. Yeah. So since we spent the past five days slamming <laughs> ourselves to soothe, um, we'll uh, we'll talk about boundaries and uh, ASAP Rock's new records for the next episode. Um, so yeah. This is the first episode of uh, doing it on Twitch. If you want to come watch us, we'll probably keep doing it this way because it's just easier and it's more engaging. Um, I'll probably yeah. I'll probably need to make a Twitch for the show, but for now, we'll uh, keep streaming it on my personal Twitch. So just uh, twitch.tv slash Matthew Cassanda. Um, Cassanda being spelled K-O-C-A-N-D-A. Come check us out. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Um, both of those, you can just search up Music Hole Podcast, and you'll find us. And uh, Bijan, you got anything else? Acting the fool. Acting the fool. I no, think, that's it. I think that's everything. Bijan's killing. We're, we're now on Apple Music. We're on Apple Music. <laughs> we're on fucking Apple. Finally. Yeah, we're on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Anchor. They approved our swear words. Oh yeah. Those um, crude bastards. <laughs> um, I think that's everything. Do we plug everything we need to? think so Bijan's killing it on the twitter game i'm trying to get back into the instagram game even though it shouldn't be hard for me to do it but you know release week for work it's fucking my head up um that's everything so again thanks to cam make sure you check out disfiguring the goddess check out big chocolate um listen to soothe and then you know if you like that take a take a backlog of everything else it's all good shit and uh fuck you that's it. So that, pe- it- that felt appropriate. Fuck yeah. yeah.